Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My goodness, week 11. First of all, I cannot believe we're at week 11. Where where does the time go? Where does the time go? Um, spilling tea today with group manager Kim. Hello. Hi. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Good. So we're going to uh, break down week 11, personalizing the plan by far, hands down. I, so I know I say this every week, my favorite week and tweak. It's where you get to really take it to the next level in terms of personalizing the plan. Still very much following the program and plan. Uh, besides that, what are the other topics that we're talking about today? Uh, today, I think we're going to talk about uh, some members are thinking about, you know, I'm not quite at my goal and I want to continue to lose after the program's yep. over and not wanting to waste away the summer waiting for the next program to start. Okay. And uh, then also kind of related to that is navigating the break between groups. Like what can okay. I do to set myself up for success when, you know, we're not around for those <laughs> those weeks to to check in with all the time. So yeah, that's kind of mostly it's the end of the week. I know next week we're talking about maintenance and things like that. So it'll be good to kind of finish, you know, get this week and get the ball rolling for these people. Yeah. So we we're, we're pretty good at this. Uh, we know that the questions that you have, so if you're following along in this Facebook support group, we're going to talk about options for continued weight loss. For those of you who are looking to continue your journey, we're going to talk about how to bridge the gap between the end of this program and the next, because the fall program doesn't start till September 11th. And there's a good, like I think seven weeks in between them. And then of course we're going to talk maintenance for those of you who are right. So we do have legit posts coming out that you'll be able to read over and, you know, we can definitely discuss more, but more important, let's get into personalizing the plan because that's this is the tweak that people need to really clearly understand because this is the tweak and the method that they're, they're going to use ideally throughout the summer while looking to continue to lose and also a technique that you need to conquer for lack of a better word because it's really going to play into your maintenance journey as well so where are people at with it? Like historically, they get a little freaked out because they think I'm on my own. Like I saw someone asking today about donuts. Okay, this is what this is not. No, this is not when we start adding in donuts. This is not you doing your own thing. This is very much still following the guidelines, still following a plan, legitimately doing all the things, checking in at every single meal and snack time, assessing your situation. Am I hungry and need to eat? You know, could I eat? I'm not really all that hungry, but maybe I'll have a little something something, you know, I'm not hungry, I'm going to skip it all together, or I should eat because if I don't eat, then I'm going to go past that, you know, longer than three and a half, four hours without eating, still maximizing, still asking the four questions, still following the guidelines, going higher protein at breakfast, you know, um, still trying to eat as early as possible in the evening, get your water and take your supplements, do all your things. So with that said, <laughs> Just that. Where are people at? <laughs> Just that. <laughs> With that being said, the, you know, I think what it is, is that it's you always nail it when you say like, it is not doing your own thing. It's doing all of the things. And I think yeah. people panic a little bit because there's no, they feel there's no structure to it, but it's 
all the structure, you've been building on that foundation over the past 11 weeks through the group. You're not all of a sudden, we're like, we're not burning down the house and you just have a free for all. It is like, you've started to build that house. You have your rooms, you have your, your places where you go to relax. You have your safe places, your place where you go to eat. And you want to keep that all in mind when you're doing this. You want to be, as you said, checking in with yourself. You want to really reflect on the things that had you potentially gain weight or have a hard time losing it in the first place and look at how, what you're doing with personalizing the plan and how you can sort of, um, be proactive in those things. Cause really this personalizing the plan is what long-term is kind of what you're doing when you're even, when you've had your finally and forever, you're so in tune with your personalized plan that you just know what to eat, when to eat, what's going to make me feel good. What's going to make me feel crappy. And having that knowledge is really what people take forward. So this is a tweak. This is part of the plan. And this is you digging into this is how you're going to get to your finally and forever weight and then keep it off at that point. Yeah. I mean, essentially, the only thing that changes is you no longer have to force yourself to eat those token amounts if you're not hungry, unless you're going to run the risk of going too long without eating. There's no longer a star of the meal when it comes to lunch and dinner, but you're still adding in the exact same components, the protein, the vegetables, leafy greens, healthy fats. Lunch is still the time to add in those heavier carbs if and when you need them. You know, essentially, you're still doing all of the things, you know, you're nothing really is changing, except that now you can pick up on those, those days that you weren't hungry, and those snacks weren't appealing, or, you know, after eating all day, and you didn't, you you didn't feel like eating dinner. Now you can, you know, not choose to not have those snacks, choose to not have that dinner, of course, as long as you don't run the risk of going too long without eating. You know, this is where if you, um, you know, if you, if you want to, you know, bump up your fruit intake, you know, you have more flexibility in terms of the snacks that you are eating. So, you know, a day off with personalized and plan could look like, okay, so I have breakfast, right? I'm hungry for it, or I'm going to eat it because it's an advantage. Um, I'm going for that high protein, most bang for my buck, super mindful of it, asking the four questions, eating just enough. So you're not walking away, feeling sad, you're feeling satisfied, not stuff. And then I, you know, might skip, skip morning snack because I, or choose not to eat it. There's a better word because I'm really not all that hungry for it. And then I decide to have lunch and I put it together with the components that, you know, I've been making with my normal lunches um, without a star of the show necessarily. And then I may decide that, you know, I'm not hungry for my first afternoon snack. So I choose not to have it. And then, you know, I have in, I had that, you know, second afternoon snack. Okay. You know, I'm not really hungry, but I can have a little something, something. So maybe I'll just have a little bit of something, you know, and then go into dinner or that could look like someone skips breakfast and so, or chooses not to eat it. Then they check in at morning snack and they're like, you know what? I'm not really all that hungry, but um, lunch isn't for another few hours. And because I chose not to have breakfast, I probably should have a little something, something. So then I'm going to add in a snack. Right. And then I come to lunch and then, you know, like maybe I'm not all that hungry for it, but I definitely going to have a little something, something. And then I go check in at my first afternoon snack. I'm not hungry for it. I go to my second afternoon snack. I'm not hungry for it because maybe I had a late lunch and I know I'm going to have a dinner in another hour. And, you know, I, you know, that I'm not running the risk of going longer than three and a half, four hours. So that's fine to skip those afternoon snacks, you know, and then, and they could, it can look a little different every single day. And that's, that's really where the nuances is. 
Yes. To make it more individual. Plus when it comes to maximizing, what do you need to focus on? Like, are your stress levels through the roof? Like then you need to focus on your stress. Are you getting shitty, crappy sleeps every night? Shitty, crappy sleep. That's the same thing. Shitty and crappy, but whatever. Same thing. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> sleep is your focus. Like what is it that you need to support the body in focusing on fat loss? You know, that's, that's the opportunity to make it individual to your needs. Um, why wouldn't I just keep following the plan since it's working? Um, so, well, you are still following the plan. If you think that personalizing the plan is not following the plan, you are missing the whole points, right? Like each tweak has built on, on each week and on, like, we're like leveling up as we go to take you to the point where you have created the perfect diet for you. Now, repeating the process is super effective because you get even more in tune to those portions. You work through those issues even more. You're leveling up. And it's a very systematic process that allows your body to build on where it's at, like actively leveling up, actively working through issues and associations. So you can continue to personalize the plan in order to continue to lose your weight. Or what you can do is repeat the program again. Both are really effective, right? So, so this is the thing is that people assume that this part of the, the personalizing the plan is no longer following the plan. If that's your takeaway, you are missing it. You're just, you're not even, sometimes I think people aren't trying to get it because this is where they get nervous, right? Yeah. They don't trust yeah. themselves. They get nervous. Well, I, you know, I'm just going to eat donuts the whole time. I'm like, why the fuck would you eat donuts the whole time when we're not done yet? And this is where you're, we're focusing on, do you know what I mean? Like still continuing to move the down the scale. That's my takeaway though. I'm not really sure why people are resistant. I mean, they're resistant to every tweak, I think sometimes. But. I think, yeah, I think we get this every week. I think we should, I think every week until they've done it. But I think part of it too, is that I don't know that people recognize that it is like the ultimate leveling up of the plan. Yeah. It's, it's, as you said, it's not different. It is taking the plan, the program, what we've been following the whole time. And it's really digging into what exactly your body needs. So obviously yeah. it is going to be more productive than doing the plan. That's kind of been sort of like you've been being mindful and being in tune all the way along. So it has been in tune to your needs, but it also has, as you said, you have to eat the snacks regardless of whether you want it or not. Same thing yeah. with dinner. You've been following it. This is really like digging into exactly what your body needs. So it's almost like this is your own little personal trainer of the Gina Livy program is you personalizing the plan. It's exactly what you need for your body. Yeah. Okay. What else are people talking about with it? What, where else are they out with it? Because I want um, to get everything. Let's roll through this. I know. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big thing is just what they can choose. Like people, because we are last week was the um higher was the food plan revamp. People are wondering, okay, am I going? Can I go back to having things like oats for breakfast? Do I need to combine, you know, keep higher protein with my snacks and things like that? So I think those are kind of a little fine-tuning. They're wondering. They're looking at it. The people that are looking at this as a tweak are wondering what parts of the last tweak we carry forward. So I think that's where they're just kind of getting caught up in the details. And I mean, we have an amazing team that's answering all of those individual questions throughout the group. Yeah. So, you know, they can be rest assured the team is still around for the next couple of weeks to answer your questions. And we really want you guys to get this. So ask all the questions that you need. 
Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of questions about the snacks. Can I have this? Can I have that? So you can incorporate. I mean, the, the fruit is great. What we've learned though is adding a protein and fat to it hugely beneficial. So when you are having fruit, we did we talked about summer transitions and tweaks and how this time of year you can definitely bump up your fruit intake. We've been talking about that all along. Um, in terms of other snacks, we introduced. Um, we introduced the uh, more extensive snack list in week nine. So you can choose from that as well. Um, so it is kind of like taking everything that you've learned, but following the tweak that week. So incorporating all the foods, like you can still have protein shakes. If, if you really enjoyed adding the protein shake and you were using those for week nine and 10, then you can add in those protein shakes, right? So, so it's not where you get to choose, oh, I'm going to go back to downsizing and I get to get to... Um, spit on my meals and snacks or any of those tweaks. You're following the tweak of checking in at each meal and snack time, assessing your situation. Food wise, you can pool from all of the foods that we've introduced up until this point, right? So I think that's maybe provide a little bit more clarity. Someone just asked uh, suggestions for dessert. Okay, so I love you for asking this, but I'm not about to give you suggestions for dessert because the thing is, is any suggestions regarding desserts, I am still focused on assuming that people are still looking to continue their weight loss journey in which desserts aren't part of that conversation. Now, if you're going to choose to have a dessert, have whatever the fuck you want. Like, I, do you know what I mean? Like, don't try to add in fruit as, as a dessert. That's just trying to like, I don't know. It's just lame. Do you know what I mean? If you want to have whatever dessert that you want to have, have the dessert and then eat it and then move along and get back to focusing on your weight loss journey. Do you know, but this is not the time that we start adding in donuts and desserts and all of those things. Like that is not it at all. Right. Like that's that those things always come down to every single day. You're trying to make as many choices as possible that fall in line with your goals. And so if you choose to have donuts, you choose to have dessert then you're just simply choosing to have those. It's like you're on that road to finally and forever. And rather than driving straight there, you are choosing to go sightseeing or choosing to, you know, like stop and visit some friends along the way. And you may have some dessert and you may have some ice cream or may have those things. And then you just get back in your car and you keep on driving, right? So we don't factor those in. Like this is nothing makes me crazy. Then there are certain diets out there that are like, you know, how to have your cake and eat it too. Basically like their whole thing is like, you know, low fat this and, you know, less points that, and try to still have these things, which is just feeding into your need to have them feeding into triggers, feeding in how to use food for cope, coping, figuring, you know, trigger, like feeding into old habits. It's just bullshit. It's just meant to keep you stuck in the loop of the diet industry at the end of the day. So you don't need dessert. If you want a dessert, have whatever you want. Sorry. I, I know I went off there. So <laughs> that's okay. Go off while you like. I think the big thing with the dessert is I think people want to know they're allowed to have something because on other diets, something is allowed. And if you're allowed yeah. to have it, it gives you that like for, you can just add it in whenever you want and you don't have to use your discretion with it. So I think the, uh, I think the issue is, is that when you are choosing it and we're not suggesting this is a healthy version of this that you can have, it's on yeah. you, your responsibility, and you have to really shoulder that decision. Do I want this? Do I not want this? And it, it gives you the responsibility. Whereas I think sometimes people would like the responsibility to be on the program. Uh, they said, I yeah. could have this. So therefore you, in your head, it's not going to get in the way of your weight loss journey. And it's not yeah. going to get in the way of you losing weight, but you need to recognize that if you're doing it all the time, if you're adding it in, it will affect your progress, how quickly you can lose weight. 
Yeah. And so let's transition to talking about our, our next topic, but continuing to lose over the summer because it is the summertime and we are expecting that some of you are going to be out and about and traveling and having a great time and hanging out with friends and going to barbecues and, you know, hanging around the pool and all those things. And so you, what you want to do, I think, and we're going to talk about methods for continuing to lose. So repeating the program on your own, you still have access to all the information in the group. So that's an option. Um, um, personalizing the plan. So continuing with that through the summer, which I think is great great and is the ideal situation because it gives you a lot of more flexibility rather than following the structure of the program and plan while life is busy, busy, while you're chaotic, while you're out and about and traveling, all those things. Um, There is also the option of just working the basics just to kind of maintain status quo. There's there's nothing wrong with that either. Not the most proactive plan, but if you just kind of want to work the basics. But I think before you find yourself moving on from the program, I say, how do I want to navigate this summer? Do I, would I just be happy maintaining my weights? Do I want to keep the momentum going and be super hardcore about moving the dial on the scale, you know, or I'm just going to take it day by day and see what comes. What you can't do is put this pressure on yourself to see that scale move. And yet you're having donuts and things and, you know, doing all those things that in the moment you're okay with, but then you're ragging on yourself at the same time about the scale. So I think it's, it's like, it would be a huge non-scale victory for people just to maintain their weight over the summertime, especially if they've planned to, you know, repeat the fall program. But as we've heard from our spill the tea guests that we've had, you know, that throughout this entire program, you know, they've all were very successful in between groups and during that summer break where, you know, that not even that they made a hardcore push just by being somewhat mindful about what the choices that they were making, they were still able to enjoy the summer, have a great time and still move the dial on the scale. Right. So make a plan. That's my advice. You. Yeah, I think that's exactly it is make a plan and set your intentions for the summer. Um, You know, what do you want to get out of it? Yes, make a plan. How are you going to get there? But, you know, what are are you are you intent on enjoying those barbecues and those vacations that you have? If that's your intention, you want to enjoy them, figure out how you can do that without kind of beating yourself up afterwards. Like, you know, maybe I'm going to stick to, you know, personalizing my plan all day, but if we're going out at night, I'm going to have a really nice dessert or I'm going to enjoy some cocktails that have a lot of extras in them and things like that. Like enjoy those things, but you, (laughs) you don't want to just go off. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going away this week. I'm going off the rails all week. If that's what you want to do. Great. But as you said, you don't want to beat yourself after. So set those intentions, make that plan and just figure out where you want to be, you know, in September when the summer's over. Yeah. And may, and, and make sure you're super clear on back on track because you may find yourself needing to implement back on track, right? You obviously want to minimize any indulgences while you're looking to lose, but that's what back on track is there for. Okay. Let's talk about bridging the gap. Bridging the gap, yes. um, bridging the gap. Where are people at with that? I I think people are, people are love having, they love seeing you every morning, check in. They love <laughs> seeing your lives every day, but you have really become part of their routine. And I think especially for new people that don't know, they don't know that they can keep up that momentum without you because they haven't tried to do that before. So I think there's yeah. nerves with that, that they feel that it's, you that's motivating them each day to do, you know, make the smart choices, feel good, stick with this and put their best effort in. And I think my, I love that it, people start to discover at the end of the program and in between programs that it, they can motivate themselves. They don't need you to do that. It's their self-motivation. That being said, we are going to, you know, kind of be here a little for the summer. (laughs) 
Well, I, I always say to people, I don't think it honestly has anything to do with me. I think it has to do with the routine that they have created for themselves. And I think it has to do with, you know, um, the routine of using the app and checking in, you know, and being mindful and prioritizing this journey in their lives, which makes them prioritize themselves in their own lives. And I think it feels really good to feel good and to feel like you're in control of that, for lack of a better word, because I don't like using the word um, mm -hmm. control. You know, the others, people who are popping into the Facebook support group every day, it's such a positive place. Our community is amazing. You know, I totally understand missing that community element. So a couple of things, I am still going to be around by way of um, socials. I'm getting some dental work and stuff. I might be able to not be able to talk very well, but I do plan on still being around uh, on Instagram. Follow me over on my stories over there. So I will be around. I think I'm still going to pop in maybe to the Bridging the Gap group. So the Bridging the Gap group is a group that we are going to create for people who are members of this group who have signed up for the fall group and you're looking for advice in between groups to kind of keep that momentum going. So we're going to post more information about that next week. We're going to tell you what that's all about, how you get into it, a link to find it and all of that. So um, we're kind of, you know, we are definitely taking a break because we're, we have some fun stuff that we're working on for our fall group, which is going to be our 20th group. You know, we want to work on the book. We're always constantly leveling things up. And because we're always working in the groups. We don't have a lot of time in order to do that. Um, so follow us over on socials. Um, if you find up, sign up for the fall program, join the, the Bridging the Gap group, um, listen to podcasts and continue your own routine right? Like if you're not no longer popping into the Facebook support group anymore and watching the lives, then make a new routine for yourself. Maybe take, take that time you were watching the lives and go for a walk, you know, and listen to some of our old podcasts or any of the new ones that we're working on over the summer or some, some new ones, you know, that inspire you like try to keep the routine going. Cause I think at the end of the day, it's not me that people miss. It's the routine. That's what I think. Yeah. And I think too, you, like you can continue using the app as a tracker. So if that's part of your routine to check into the app and track, then, then continue to use the app that way. Maybe, um, start working. I know for me, one of my goals for the summer is to start working on journaling because I'm terrible at it. And in between groups, when there's not all of the stuff going on in the group, all the information, I feel like I have a little bit more space in my head for that. So, you know, maybe if that's where you spend an hour digging into the group and reading the comments and stuff, maybe take some of that time. Yeah, go for a walk or try putting your own thoughts down on paper of, you know, how you're feeling about your journey, where you are. Like there's a lot of good habits that you can build that maybe you didn't have space for during the group because you were, you know, jumping back and forth between lives and guest segments and uh, things like that. So I think there's lots of things you can do with the summer to kind of keep yourself connected to your journey. I agree. There's someone asking a question. Um, are we able to create posts in the Bridging the Gap group? Can we initiate conversations by creating a thread? So we are actually, so out of a conversation in the live today, Kim and I were just talking about, what, what were we calling it? A let's connect. connect so yeah. we're taught, let's connect because we had someone who was a flight attendant saying, hey, any other flight attendants out there, you want to share tips and whatnot. And that of course got us thinking, well, what about new moms? And what about shift workers? And what about this? And what about that? What's a way that we can connect connect our community. That, but the reality of that is liability. And so I used to, for example, keep the groups open and turn them into support groups so that people could um, connect with each other. And I let them post and do things and not that one bad apple spoiled a lot. But what would happen is, you know, people had a hard time maintaining the positivity of the group. 
and people would come in there and complain. And then there's be all these negative threads. And then people were selling things out of the groups and it just got to be chaotic. And we, we only have so much manpower to man the groups. And we want to make sure the conversation is specific to what people are focused on each day. And that it continues to be a positive and safe space. And, you know, it, so we would love to be able to facilitate that. It's just that how do we do that liability wise and being able to maintain a, a really positive space. So we are toying with the idea of helping our community connect with each other and be able to have these conversations. Now you can, um, well, you'll be able to pose questions in there, just not kind of create your own thread. So we are, but we, are, we do recognize the need to, to, to connect and facilitate discussion because I think that there's a place for that. Um, during the Facebook, the weight loss programs, we don't facilitate discussion because it always ends up in debate and no one is here to debate how much water you should drink, debate whether you should add you know, uh, protein and fat to your fruit snack, debate whether you're not, and then that's what happens. People tend to want to come in the program and because it can be very hard to focus on yourself, they end up focusing on other people and what they should or shouldn't do. And so we're very mindful of kind of guiding the conversation to keep it pretty focused on people's individual journeys. So, so yeah. yes and no, no, <laughs> no, but we're trying to figure out a way where you, you can connect and we can, and this is in the maintenance group, a big, so we do have posts in the maintenance group that are all discussion based. The maintenance group, because it's not a guided process is discussion based. So you can kind of do threads and stuff there. Yeah. Anyway, have we talked about this? Um, listen, we're here for you um, the rest of this week, next week. Ask as many questions as you need. Um, last program, you posted stats. Uh, I know it's very low. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, I wish I knew what that was. Um, I was talking to, let me see, I got to go down here. I was talking to someone. Where's that post? I'm highlighting it. How do I get my, oh my gosh. There we go. I was talking to someone I just met about your success and she looked you up and started following you. She doesn't need to lose weight. My question is what percentage of people sign up for the program and don't make it to the finish? Not sure I can ask this. We do have statistics. Yeah. To, to whoever's point who answered that we do have statistics on that and it is quite low. Like, um, I think 93% of people see weight loss within the you know first four weeks of the program, but quite a few people don't. Kim didn't for her I first didn't. like 10 groups. <laughs> Calm down. It wasn't that many. <laughs> it's true. I didn't. I, I've contributed to those stats, though, of people that <laughs> that gave up in week six of the program. True story. Happens a lot. It happens a lot. Um, first of all, I think there's a lot of people who sign up just for health and wellness. We do get that a lot. People who aren't looking to lose weight. It is a how to get healthy 101 program. And we do have hardcore statistics to, to, to show the results and the things that people can achieve um, that aren't weight loss related. Um, but I think, you know, we always have people who start and for whatever reason don't finish. Obviously, we make it our mission anyway to make sure every single person who starts the program finishes the program. And this is why I also have so much mad respect for people who come back and don't give up. You know, maybe you were unsure. Maybe you second guessed. Maybe you were dealing with your own issues. Maybe you just weren't, didn't have the capacity. Who cares why you didn't follow through? But the fact that you keep showing up and eventually you're going to be a success story like him and so many other people that we've talked to, right? And I love right now is when a lot of people that have not are actually 
coming back into the group and we can see it. Have you pointed out before? There's some questions that are, you know, we know, we know where you're coming from. And then when we know it's, you know, you're not on day 78 of the program right now. And we're okay <laughs> with that. Like we, we let us know yes. where you are. We're happy to support you. And we're so glad that you came back to get this done for yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, the team just put up uh, GinaLivy.com slash stats. If you want to check those out, you have Ottawa is studying the living method. You're able to see the research. Yeah. If you go to our website, you can see some of the stats there. Um, some fun stuff going up, continuing with focus groups. Uh, in January, we're actually looking into starting our own. Is it clinical trials? What is it? What's it called? clinical trials behind the program, uh, specifically working with people who have metabolic issues and die and, and to, um, live with diabetes. And so that's going to be really interesting for us. So we're only going to continue to dig into that research even more, which is really exciting. Um, will this be on the final exam? You guys are funny. <laughs> okay. Yes. Let's get into, uh, let's get into, yeah. um, let's get into your ask us anything. I know you had a bunch of people asking on the actual post. So what are people asking? Yeah, we had, um, on the actual post, we grabbed a couple of questions off there and I'm seeing so many good ones in the comments here. So we'll try to fire our way through them. Um, I think the first one I, everybody who doesn't know wants to know is how did you guys meet Gina? <laughs> I would love to hear how Gina and Tony met. Um, so we met on match. Um, we, we met on match. Um, I had been dating and, uh, Tony and I kind of connected. I think I liked his photo is how it went. And then he, re is that, is that how it went? And then he reached out to me and then he's like, do you want to get together? And then we tried to figure out a time I was busy. He was busy. We were like, let's circle back and whatever. And then in the time that I guess we were circling back. I decided I was done. I'm like, I'm so done dating. I'm just like, forget this. I'm just going to, you know, be one of those women who has like, you know, maybe a, a different man in every port and travel the world. And you know what I mean? My kids were young and I wasn't about to introduce anyone to my kids or nothing like that. And then I don't know, like a couple of weeks or a week later, Tony reached out and says, are you ready for our date tonight? And I was like, what? Huh? Who, who's this guy? I didn't even remember sort of who he was. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess because we had talked on match before, after I shut down my profile, he was still able to contact me. And so I don't know, it was a Tuesday night and I had been, kids were with their dad and I was just like, yeah, I'm hungry. You know, so I showed up, didn't even like get changed or nothing. I don't put no makeup on. I was just like, I'm going to just go eat burgers and down some beer and then like, you know, call it a night, whatever. And um, so, yeah, so then he came and met me and he walked through the door and he was so handsome. I was smitten and that's it. Here you are. Here, you <laughs> are. Married. Here we are. And we date. we dated every Tuesday for a whole year. And so I was just like, you know, like he would go to work and then I would go to work and we didn't even really talk much in between weeks as you know, in between on the, during the week. And just every Tuesday I would go, uh, go to, uh, his place and hang out. And I called it Tuesdays with Tony. Oh, we should start a segment with that. <laughs> we should. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I know you have more. Someone's asking, why do you only hire from certain provinces? Um, so we're looking to eventually hire all over the world. Um, one of the things with business, I realized there is a lot of logistics in hiring people from different provinces. Um, uh, Ontario and BC are very similar. It's a lot of paperwork. It involves a lot of lawyers and it just, it takes a lot. We can't just hire someone from another province. So it's just the backlog of paperwork that it takes to be able to hire people in other provinces, believe it or not. So it's nothing against other provinces. Um, our company, you can work remote. So that's one of the, that's why. Yes. <laughs> Kim, what do you got? Uh, well, there's one, here's a program related question. How do you get back on program after a celebratory meal? And I think this one is a good one only because, you know, um, you don't, you don't get back on program. You're still on the program no, when you have that celebratory meal. So, you know, yeah. just keep doing what you're doing. Eat that meal, move on, go on from the next one. Yeah. One celebratory meal doesn't mean that you're off the program. It just may, means that you chose to have a meal. That's it. That's it. We have one in the comments here that somebody wants to know how we're spending the gap between groups. How are we uh, bridging getting, that between groups? Uh, I'm getting periodontal work. That's really exciting. <laughs> wow. We we to live it up, Gina. I think you had a lot of exciting trips this year, though. So if you need to stay home for the summer and get some dental work done, I think, you know, you've, you've done some things this year. <laughs> True. That's what I'm doing. I'm getting some periodontal work. I've had to postpone it for a year because I can't find, you can't, like, I can't talk straight afterwards and can't do anything. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So we go right through to, what, the 24th or something like that. And then um, Tony and I are heading off to Chicago for a, a couple of days. Um, his his family, so his brother lives in Edmonton. And so they're coming to visit. So they're going to be sort of in and out. But we're we're actually purposely laying low this summer because we're just, I mean, so grateful that we're able to travel so much and um our you know what our son's going to japan we're sending our son our 16 year old to japan he on his own has been studying japanese for like the last year and a bit and for his birthday asked to go to japan and i mean obviously I'm, i recognize it's, it's a luxury to be able to set before to send him there but he's going to school in japan for three weeks okay. um and so we have two others who need to get their license over the summer and so we're, it's kind of like a family kid thing especially after yeah. their dad passing away so yeah. that's where we're kind of laying low what are you you got exciting what are you doing are we giving Did you, you actually time off or no? I, if for people that don't know i live in bc so i'm not near gina but we, i will be going out there at the end of the program which is exciting but even more exciting, what I'm most looking forward to this summer is I came out last year for a week and I loved everything about Toronto. And so we had a trip that my family and I had kind of planned and it fell through and it happened to be the week after I'm already out there. So I convinced the rest of my family to fly out to Toronto and come and meet me. And I have a whole itinerary of all the fun things I did when I was in Toronto last year that I'm going to drag my three teenagers and my husband around on while I'm out there for a week. So I think that's going to be my big, the big highlight of our summer. And I think they're going to love it. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. So at the end of um, at the end of our spring summer program, we fly the whole team in. Everyone comes in and we all like hang out together because like we basically work, um, you know, together throughout the whole year and never really get to, uh, you know, hook up and meet up and all of that because we live all over the place. So we have a big summer party that's coming up on the last Saturday before the end of the program. So that's always fun. Um, here's an interesting one. Gina, if you had a magic wand, what would you change thinking education, regulation, etc.? Ooh, I think I would, um, I think I would revamp the school system and, and, um, what they teach kids about food probably is probably what I would do. Yeah, I think so. I want to, I'd want to catch it early. I, do you know what I mean? Um, and from what I can see, and no disrespect for the school system, it's just kind of like all focused on the, all the wrong things. That's what I would do. What about you, Kim? Anything you'd change? Um, I think for me, it would be access to the information for people in different socioeconomic groups that maybe not have access to the same education sort of outside of the school system. So, you know, there's a lot of people and I think Ruth Kane's actually kind of, you know, working on that is getting the information, but I think there's a lot of resources that can, that, and people with big hearts that are doing big things. And I think, um, trying to figure out a way for the system to actually touch all of those people with information, like how to, you know, be advocates for their own health and, and, um, learning. I, I learned through this program, just from working here that a lot of people really, what I take for granted as the basics of nutrition, some people don't yeah. know that information. So, you know, the education school system is, is one way to start, but even starting, you know, at home before that with parents when, you know, new parents that may not know. And, and so I think, you know, be similar along the same lines as yours. We're just going to change. We'll just revamp the whole system, the whole system. Yeah. Right. Like, yes. Well, that was like, you may not know. So Ruth Kane, not only did she lose 70 pounds in the program, so it was life changing for her. And she was like, I want in on this. She wanted to do meaningful work, but she, that was a big motivator for her is to, because our program is accessible to a lot of people and affordable. That's one of our kind of our mantras around here, right? Is accessible, you know, for people in the different way that they learn and disabilities and whatnot, and you know, where they live and, you know, affordable is also a big one for us. Did you know, you may not know this, but you know, we give away lots of programs for free. Uh, people reach out to us and they tell us that they'd love to do the program. They kind of let us know, you know, you know, the kind of the particulars are unable to afford it and whatnot. We give away free programs all the time to people because we really do want to make it more accessible and affordable to everyone. So yeah. yes. Um that was a great question. Okay, what what what's your next I, item? Jody, maybe number four, if you could bring up number four, that would be a good one. I think this one's kind of for me, but um so your most challenging, challenging part of the program and how did you overcome that? This is definitely for you, Kim. Go ahead. You take this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we touched on it earlier. The most challenging part for me was making it past week six. So, and um, I, I think just along those lines, the most challenging part for me was really committing to it, committing to actually do the work. I did have yeah. three false starts where I think I was just, I wanted somebody to tell me what to do. I wanted somebody to tell me what to eat. I wanted somebody to tell me how much to work out. And no matter how much I wanted that, you didn't do that. So 
had to, yeah. I had to actually yeah. listen to what you were saying and do it. So I think following through and I have to say once I made it past week six of that first program, I made it through. I was so proud of myself that really motivated me to the end. So I think just sticking with it is hard, which is why I have so much respect for absolutely every single one of the members that is still here at this point. And even the ones that maybe dropped off, but are going to come back and join us in the fall because they're going to give themselves another chance. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's a takeaway. Come back. Um, I'm, I obviously don't have a challenging part of the program, but I have my own goals to work towards. And my biggest things I think is just overcoming, um, being so hard on myself, you know, the need to do things perfectly. And if they're not, you know, it just ruins everything. And I think this is the basis of progress over perfection is really comes from my own life and the things that I've needed to overcome and this need to be perfect or it's not worth doing, you know, well, I didn't crush the program the first time. So it doesn't, you know, it's not worth doing it again the second time. Yeah, it is because look what you've learned, you know, look what you learned, you know, about what you didn't do or what you do want. And, you know, I think there's so much value in that. So yes, I agree. Next one. Someone is asking what um, my favorite band or music is this. I have PTSD from this because when I was young, that's how you measured your coolness, you know, like, oh, so what, what music do you listen to? And I didn't know the names of bands. So I remember going home and like writing them down and trying to memorize them so that I had an answer when I was asked this. That's how not cool I was. So um, to this day, it makes me nervous. I don't have a favorite band or musician. I, I know it's so lame, but I like all music. Um, I went to Janet Jana Jackson concert. That was super fun. Then I went to Shania concert. That was super fun. Supposed to go to Madonna because classic um, that, you know, she's postponed that. Um, I like anything. I like. Yeah. So I know that doesn't answer the question. So I'm still not cool when it comes to answering the question. <laughs> I like a huge range of music um yeah so i like like um lauren hill i i like whitney houston like i like you know i like i like good old i like good 80s and 90s r&b that's that's my jam i'm an old now i've realized i'm an old old school person not even just an old school anymore i'm like an old old school person what about you um well I have three teenagers, so I spend a lot of time listening to music that I I think I wouldn't be exposed to if it wasn't constantly right. What was the last time you played a song you wanted on your playlist? I dropped my family off at the airport this morning, and when they got out of the car, I was like, I don't know what to listen to. (laughs) I'm never in charge of the music. (laughs) But they, I would say I... My husband and I go to a lot of concerts and we actually have a few um, punk bands, like kind of old school punk bands that have been around for 40 years or more that we go to. And so that's kind of our go to for live shows. And we have a really good time. Did you say punk bands? Punk bands. Yes. Yes. My favorite band of all time is Social Distortion. So look them up. I don't even know who they are. So, okay. So we're not going to yeah. bond over music. But um, now I say like Taylor Swift, my daughter listens to Taylor Swift like on repeat. And I was like, how can I like this when it's so different from what I normally like? And she's opened up my mind to a whole new. So okay. I'm with you. Uh, everything. Yeah. I'm, and I'm with you. My kids have always got something going on. Um, what's your favorite binge watching Netflix? Um, if you have time. So I just finished, we just finished succession. Um, yeah, literally last night. Do have you, have you seen that? No, it's on our list though. Cause we started yeah. watching an episode after another show. And I was like, yeah, we got to see that. 
that and we're into the other one that we have on the go right now is the witcher and uh, we like like really like sci-fi tony and i have this thing though like we watched ozarks and have yet to watch the final episode like we watch we we have this thing where we watch um like a series and we never finish them we're like what is our deal like who watches all of it and then most of it doesn't finish so we don't know what our program our problem is but we're the worst at binge watching but that's what we got going on right now the witcher i know is that's probably weird for people but what are you watching we watch a lot of documentaries at our house a oh, lot of documentaries sure you do. you. no you don't <laughs> We do actually. Our whole family becomes obsessed with documentaries on anything. Um, uh, we just finished the F1 racing one, so we were F1 fans. So we watched the F1 one. That's what. Again, it's the TV. It's not me. I don't watch anything on TV, Gina. It's my family. Whatever is on on the TV when I happen to walk in the room and sit down is on TV. I loved Ozark too. Yeah, um, yeah, my kids are my my kids are always watching something um, for sure. So I, I watch a lot of that. Okay, what's the next question? What else you got? What do we got? We got uh, oh, somebody wants to know if you make your own kale chips, Gina. Yeah, I'm in my I'm in my kitchen just baking away those kale chips. You know, adding all those seasonings to them. Yep, definitely love kale chips. Made some today. <laughs> Don't make them. I think Tony <laughs> makes the kale chips. To make the, okay, but I do love them. I do, I do love the kale. I do love the kale, the kale tips. Please tell me you listen, you like Shit's Creek. I actually used to live down the street from where Shit's Creek was actually um, shot. So I used to live in this little like Musselman's Lake area, and I used to ha- play baseball um, right where they the, the little town that they um, shot Shit's Creek in. So, but I, but I actually have to be honest and tell you, I've never really watched an episode. Have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> well, we have some rapid fire questions from okay. uh, Sky Dixon. If you are ready for these. Yeah, um, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, most so memorable like, moment. Many, in- we know you're not a cooker person. Yeah, I am not a cooker person. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't try to hide that. <laughs> no, you don't. You're very honest with that. So. <laughs> I want to be though. I really want to be like, you know, I see all these like influencers cooking this, you know, yummy food and these like fun stuff. And I'm thinking I could do that. And then I'm, eh, then I don't. I used to be a big yeah. cooker person and I don't anymore. I actually have a huge appreciation for when other people cook me delicious food. So, mm. you know, maybe, yeah. maybe having a cookie person, cooker person versus being one can be a goal. Yes. All right. For sure. You're okay. Right. Where are these questions? What is the most memorable moment in your with weight loss by Gina so far? Mm. Oh gosh. Oh my God. Most memorable moment in weight loss by Gina so far. I memorable moment. Oh my goodness. Probably probably the most memorable moment, honestly, was meeting the team last year. I think that, you know, when we kind of had been, you know, working through the pandemic and, you know, we had met our team and we had did a big fun boat trip. And so I was on the boat and you know, I'm still weird and nervous about meeting people because I'm just I'm like that. And I saw I can, I'm, I'm going to start to cry. And I saw everyone 
out the window of the boat. And just our team was just a whole vibe. They were hugging each other. And remember, they're Libby losers too, right? Like it, we're not just talking people who, you know, they we're talking people who had passion for the program, been through the program. And just that moment that we were all there together is just, I think that's probably my favorite moment. The way that the program above and beyond helping people lose weight is, is bringing people together. And, you know, it was our team reflective, but of the way we bring the community together. So that's probably my biggest, my, yeah. You, what about you? That was the same exact same. Moment. I yeah. saw you through the window on the boat when you were, I was, you know, we were all waiting and we saw you in that exact moment when like I meeting you was a huge part of it. And obviously that was, you know, was what I was most excited about. I think, cause I talked to everybody and <laughs> shorter answers. Fine. Listen to the production team. It was meeting you, Gina. That was it. Next one. What's your greatest fear? <laughs> sorry, I've been, for people listening, the team is scrolling. Shorter answers, rapid fire. Um, okay, sorry. What's that? Okay, cool. What's your greatest what fear? Was it? Greatest fear. Heights, hands down. Mine too. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is your hero? Uh, Oprah. Who was my hero growing up? Oprah. Just because I wanted to have the conversations and inspire people. So Oprah. Okay. I mean, like a superficial hero. Yeah. My mom. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Mine's you. Yours? Um, uh, it's you. <laughs> if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Maui. D- done. Done deal. Oh, that's a tough you? one for me. That's a tough one for me. I don't know where I want to live. I think I'd like to live on a lake. Place on a lake in a cabin where they get snow and, and mosquitoes sun. and black flies, but okay, and bears, but whatever. <laughs> oh, never mind, I can answer. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite family vacation? Favorite family vacation? Um, my, my wedding. My wedding, I think, favorite family vacation. Um, we're actually going. We're going to Singapore and Bali and Hong Kong at Christmas. So I have a feeling that will be my new favorite vacations. So nice. I love that. Yeah. You. My family, we go to Whistler every Lake year. House? Yeah, where? <laughs> we go to Whistler every year, actually, for wow. um, almost a week. And I love it. I love the hiking. And my boys love to mountain bike. And so, yeah, that's always my favorite because we, we go every year. So the kids can now get around there by themselves. So it's nice. kind of relaxing. Nice. Uh, I'm going to skip a couple of these. If you could choose to do anything for one day, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. One day? If I can just do anything for one day, oh my God, I don't even know what that would be. I, I don't know. I would lay in bed no. and watch documentaries. I was just going to say nothing. <laughs> probably go surfing in Maui, but I'd probably oh, go surfing yeah. in Maui. Surfing that's in Maui. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, How lucky am I, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. amazing because I've done some great, amazing things. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you been surfing lately? No, I haven't. That's why I'd like to go surfing in Maui. Yes. Yes. Um, If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Lobster. Oh, good one. Yeah. You? Oatmeal. I love oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually a 70-year-old man trapped in. I like documentaries. I like to eat oatmeal. (laughs) Just at my lake house, watching documentaries, eating my oatmeal, listening to my um, punk music. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite? What's your least favorite household chore? 
Oh, my least favorite household chore. Um, probably like making kids lunches would be a chore. And then outside of that, I guess like, keeping my cleaning my room. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Cleaning my room. Definitely. <laughs> What's number one on your bucket list? Number one on my bucket list. Um, oh my gosh, my back, my bucket list. I want to go swimming with whales, like um, big blue whale, like a big whales, big blue whales in like Tonga or something like that. That would be exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. You? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't even know if I've thought about that before. Bucket list item. Uh, yeah. Aunt passing on that one. Um, <laughs> Can we do that? Are we, we can do that. We're, We're sad. Sense, That's right? sad. That's sad. You should have a bucket list. I, don't I should have a bucket list. That. I think I do. I think I haven't thought about my bucket list for a while. Where are my top bucket list item? What it would be? Travel. It would have something to do with travel because I don't mm-hmm. do that a lot. I want to go to New York. That's my bucket list item. I want to go to New York. Oh, New York is so fun. Yeah. Uh, one item. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go at Christmas time. It's a great time at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I would love that. One yeah. item of clothing you couldn't live without. Oh, um, jogging pants. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Jogging pants. I did have jogging pants. I have jogging pants on, but then I went to the bank and thought maybe I should take them off and put on some decent pants and cozies. I love cozies. Yeah. My, what's yours? I'd say I live, I, I don't know. I'm just looking for it because it's probably, it is, it's right here. One second. It is my denim shirt or a jean jacket. I wear this as a jacket over everything. So I can, I don't think I could live without a jean jacket or denim shirt. Yeah. Love it. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet, my biggest, my biggest pet peeve. I, I think probably people who criticize without knowing the full story. So the internet makes me crazy. If you can imagine, do you know what I mean? Like that's my biggest pet peeve. I think is when people criticize things without really feel hearing the full story or knowing the whole for, full story. That bothers me. I, as you can tell, I'm a big talker and explainer and a deeper deeper level of understanding, and that bugs me. That makes me fucking crazy. Or people who complain, I'm that bugs me too. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say yes. That, those are great ones. I think mine is um, people that don't say thank you. <laughs> I probably don't say thank you a lot. No, you say thank you a lot. Do I? You do, yeah. No, you have great, you have lovely manners, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on that. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. And somebody asked in these comments, what my fate, what do I most like about my job? I'm going to answer oh. that one. notes out of it because I, I have a lot of favorite things about my job. We have an amazing team that I love to work with. Um, and I get to work with Gina, you know, fairly closely. We get to communicate. We, we get to be in endless meetings all day long, which is great <laughs> together. But I think my most favorite thing is... All, I, I love everybody around here, but I love all of the members and being in touch with them. I love my favorite part. I was actually asked this by a friend on the weekend. What is what I love most about my job? And it is trying to figure out what everyone needs to be here at the end of the program. Yeah. 
And it's like, we've talked about this before. It's no joke about how like that is legit what us as the team talk about behind the scenes all the time is how can we, this is great that this many people have put in their surveys and are getting to the end, but I automatically go to what about those ones over there that aren't still here? And I don't know if it's my history with not making it past week six and working past that. That's my, my ultimate favorite is like, no man or woman left behind in this group. I want everybody to get to the end and getting to spend my time in the group, trying to figure out how is the best part of my job. Yeah, I agree. I think um, that if I was to say the best part of my job, I think it's definitely the the community and actually helping people, you know, like it feels good to feel good. It feels, it feels good to help people feel good. Um, and then the other thing I, what I love is just, you know, is working for a company that's just, it's different. Like we really make an effort to be socially conscious, to give back, to, to, to be mindful that we're all working remote. So how can we create social events? Um, how can we make sure that, you know, people feel confident and have the resources that they need to do their best jobs? How can we best support people? You know, if there are people who are struggling on our team, how can we give them the resources that they need? Just really mindful. It's just being mindful to be a good person and to help good people and to be, you know what I mean? It's just a massive, I just think it's a feel good thing. The whole thing is a feel good thing. I agree. Well, we're amazing. And our community is amazing. It is. And we got to go. We got to go. I don't want this to end. Um, That's fun. We should do this again. We should do this again. I I think it's important to do this again. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any last minute questions, but um, we got to go. To this point, your favorite non-scale victory. Mine is crossing my legs again. So sexy. Hey, that's a, that's a thing. Mine hands down. I cry every time. So at the end of the program, Tony and I actually read the survey results and my favorite non-scale victory is, which will bring me to tears. Is it just a better relationship that people have with themselves every single time? It brings me to tears when I read it because that just, I just, that's so huge. That's, that's yeah. sort of my favorite non-scale victory that I see from people. What about you? Uh, sleep. Sleep is my favorite non-scale victory. <laughs> I was no joke, the most terrible sleeper prior to starting the program. And as I wax and wane from like being maximizing and then sometimes falling into bouts of not taking care of myself, my sleep has always remained constantly good. The habits I built for sleep. So that's my biggest one, I think. I love that. Okay, we got to go. We're over time at this point. Um, I, this has been really fun. So a couple of things. Let's um, let's go back to the beginning of our conversation, personalizing the plan. Make sure you're super clear on it. There's a tweak that you need to have complete clarity on personalizing the plan. Ask a million questions. Like if you're like just if you're walking around with your phone and you have some thoughts, jot them down and just post them in the group. Post them, post them, post them, post them. Post as many questions as you need. We are here for you. Next week during our Spill the Tea conversation, we're going to have um, Odette join us. Odette is the manager of the maintenance group. Um, so we're going to have her come on. We're going to talk about everything that you need to know about maintenance. Um, so noted, that's going to be a fun conversation as well. Um, I do want to just sort of preface this morning. 
I had a conversation with Dr. Olinka in the maintenance group. She's a naturopathic doctor. We talked about hormones. We talked about supplements. We talked about kind of how to level up your health and wellness. We're actually going to be introducing her to the group in the fall. She's just another amazing guest. My goodness. Um, but that uh, segment along with this one will be up on our podcast later today. Um, so if you have an opportunity to check that out, make sure you do. Kim, as always, um, thank you so much. <laughs> What is that? Kim's checklist: oatmeal, sleep, documentaries, and a cabin on the lake. <laughs> That's just me in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm just being rude over here and not saying thank you while I'm surfing in Maui. So, <laughs> thanks for joining. I love you. Just said thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.